1: strengthened in their faith, and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
2: Bless the Lord, and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley.
3: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
2: And if you've been with us throughout the course of this week, we've been sharing about the eternal nature of Jesus, as well as His being God incarnate as man. And we've read from Micah 5, 2, which embraces both aspects of who Jesus is. And it's important to hear that scripture again. Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But you, Bethlehem Ephratah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. So we see that in that verse alone, we see embraced both aspects of who Jesus is, the Son of Man and the Son of God. His goings forth are from everlasting. And at the same time, God, the Father, sends forth his Son to the earth. We see the same thing when we go to the New Testament in John chapter 8, verse 5, when Jesus makes an amazing statement. When he walked this earth, Jesus said, Before Abraham was, I am. Powerful words. We read from Psalm 90, verse 2, Jesus is being everlasting. And we saw in Psalm 25, verse 6, that Jesus' mercy and loving kindnesses have been of old or from everlasting. We are very aware by reading the scriptures, of course, of Jesus' life on earth. And I believe, Juni, that we tend to overlook his eternal nature. And the scriptures are pregnant with such a description of who Jesus is. Remember, uh, if you're familiar with John chapter 1, what does the word say? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. John 14 verse 9, he that has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus is the exact representation of God to man. That link, through Jesus, we are linked to the Father of the Godhead. And then, what should we say about John chapter 1, verse 14? And the Word became flesh. These are powerful words, Junie. And in the New English Bible, John 1 1 says this, When all things began, the Word already was. The Word dwelt with God, and what God was, the Word was. So we see what an identification. The Word was Jesus. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. Micah five two as we said before, speaks of the birth of our eternal God, manifesting himself as man. And if you have your Bibles, let's turn, turn with us to Isaiah chapter 11. And we're going to look at these verses carefully. But it starts out in a similar way of Micah 5.2. It's interesting, Micah and Isaiah prophesied just about the same time. So, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. Then a shoot will spring forth from the stem of Jesse, and the branch from his roots will bear fruit. This is speaking of the one whose goings forth are from eternity, And the same one who was born in Bethlehem. And we're going to go through uh, portions of Isaiah 11. But as background information, with the Babylonian captivity in 586 B.C., the Davidic line of the kings appeared to be over with. Yet, what we didn't know, but God knew it all along, that uh, continuation of the kingdom through the David line, remained in the stem or stump of Jesse. And that were the roots of the Davidic line, knowing that, of course, Jesse was the father of David, through whose line the messianic king was to come. And, Junie, as we look at uh, Isaiah 11, what is interesting, and we'll go back to Micah 5 as well, what is interesting is that whenever the birth of Jesus is prophesied, the context of those verses, verses always relate to Jesus's eternal nature, which is a very important thing to grasp. As we're looking at uh, Isaiah 11, let's go back and look at not just verse one, but let's look at verses one and two. Then a shoot will spring from the stem of Jesse and a branch from his roots will bear fruit. And we see chapter two, uh, verse two rather. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and strength, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So we see instantly that it's no longer talking about just the birth, but this is the character of who Jesus is. So we read of his character, and then we are the nature of the branch. And incidentally, the branch is Jesus. Again, just for scriptural reference. Jeremiah 23, verse 5 and 6. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In his days Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name by which he will be called, the Lord our righteousness.
3: And it's interesting too, Shelley, People might be listening and saying, Boy, that's very interesting about Jesus, but what does that have to do with my life or my understanding of him or who he is uh, in me? And I think if we look at Isaiah again, 11:2, and the Spirit of the Lord shall be upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of reverential and obedient fear of the Lord. I'm reading from the Amplified. Uh, Those words in Hebrew are the meaning of that verse. So, Shelley, if we ask the Lord to come into our heart and we give our life to him and we desire with all of our heart to live for him. His resurrected life comes in and he gives us a new heart. But along with that, it's the same Jesus who is resurrected and now sits at the right hand of God His resurrected life through the power of the Holy Spirit lives in us. So in us, we have the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the reverential and obedient fear of the Lord. And when that begins to um, connect with our soul. For example, the resurrected God in us might not agree with something, with thinking or feeling or desiring to do. We have a battle then within our heart. And we as believers need to learn how to yield our own thoughts and our own will to the resurrected Messiah that lives in us. And what happens then, Shelley? We will be transformed into his image and his likeness. And just as you're sharing of how Jesus and the Father are one, and Jesus is eternal, and he was and is and is to come, he makes us as he is. That's why he taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven. In other words, the Lord can give us wisdom for life, the Lord can give us counsel for life, the Lord can give us understanding of things that our mind cannot comprehend. So um, a personal relationship with Jesus is so important in these days. And I want to encourage every listener that wherever you are, you can stop and cry out and ask for the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to reveal himself to you and to show you if he, in fact, is the promised Messiah for our Jewish people and the Son of God.
2: You know, it's amazing about verse 2, Junie, as you point out, um, in Revelation, it talks about the seven spirits. Well, look at this carefully, and number one, it starts out with the Spirit of the Lord, so that's one. The spirit of wisdom, two. The spirit of understanding, three. The spirit of counsel, four. The spirit of might or strength, five. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. We see that's the character of Jesus. And as you said, we have been created in the image of our God. And this is a gotten. it started with the birth of Jesus in verse one. But it talks about the character of God and he's an awesome God. We need to really see that clearly.
3: And today, Shelley, um, uh, people shrink back when you talk about the fear of the Lord. Um, they say, I-, I don't believe that. You know, I'm saved. I live in grace. Um, I-, I grasp the promises of God. And it's really true that God's grace sustains us and the promises of God Aye and Amen. But the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the angels of the Lord encamp around those who fear him. So this is good. This is a characteristic of Jesus and his eternal nature that he wants to put in us for safety.
2: Amen. It's also important to realize that um we're not talking about it now, but I'm thinking of first Corinthians where it says, God has made foolish the wisdom of the world. So when we look at these characteristics of the Lord, we see that for wisdom and understanding for counsel and strength, we need to go to the Lord for the spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. We need to be in Christ. In other words, then we're going to bring glory to his name because in reality, the only physical uh, representation Of the Lord God on earth today, our number one is chosen people, even in an unsaved condition, as well as the church, Jew and Gentile, who have been born again by the Spirit of God. So we're going to go on with this, and I encourage you to read ahead. Look at chapter 11. We're going to look at some verses, at least through verse 10 and Of of Isaiah, and we'll talk about It more tomorrow father we thank you lord thank you lord thank you for the stem of jesse that came forth the son of man and the son of god thank you lord whose beginnings are from everlasting and whose goings forth will be from everlasting thank you lord we thank you that we serve such a glorious god in the name of yeshua
3: Amen.
1: amen thank you for joining us this evening if you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784. Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784. Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, Shelley and That's Shelley and Until next time, the Lord bless thee